Maddie Mo, Maddie Mo. Hey, Swanee, what's up, man? What's happening, man? You back in the country? I'm back, back after a little stint in Dominican. Nice. Good to have you back, man. Yeah, it was great to be away, and it was funny. The first day of my vacation, it was, I immediately got there in time to watch the Liverpool Champions League second leg in Rome. Yeah. And it was kind of like everyone's looking at me with 10 heads because yeah. they're like, you're we're all going to the beach. And I was like, okay, I'll meet you there. I have to watch this important match. <laughs> and then yeah. I don't know if you checked it, but it, Liverpool almost kind of blew it in the end. But yeah. I don't think it was quite as close as the score indicated. Like they were one goal off on aggregate from tying mm-hmm. Roma. Like Roma keep catching them. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was some like that penalty shot at the end that just the, the defender Clavan's Clavlan, his hand is like right beside his arm. And the mm. ball hits it, and they call it a penalty shot in, like, the 90th minute. And you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And the day before, if you watched the Real Madrid-Bayern Munich match, mm-hmm. there was the, the Marcelo handball, where his hand mm-hmm. was off his body. And, like, I, in my opinion, that should have been a penalty shot, especially if the next day that Roma is a, a penalty shot, that Roma gets that. And I don't know. Totally. Yeah, you, 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 don't, you kind of see the... Uh... The discrepancies between the uh, like the standardized refing between games when you see one thing that happens in two separate matches on two separate days and you know so, you know sometimes it's called and sometimes it's not. And I think a lot of it's probably situational as well. Like to make a certain call at a certain point of a match, it's like okay, if I make this call, it pretty much decides the game. Mm. Whereas if with the Liverpool penalty shot, it wasn't going to change the outcome if they did or not. It just made. It- Whereas yeah. in the Real Madrid match, if they would have given that penalty shot to Bayern Munich, the Marcelo handball, mm. then even Marcelo said that it was a handball too, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember him saying that post-match. That would have tied it up on aggregate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it, now we actually made the right predictions. You and I both probably could have made a little money off that. If we could have, if we were smart. Put it on Bodog or something. <laughs> But we both predicted Real Madrid-Liverpool matches. And, I mean, we weren't on totally for our scoreline. But we were very close, so props to us. Yeah, props to us. Um, yeah, so I, we probably shouldn't – we won't spend too much time on the Champions League final matchup because maybe we'll catch that in like a week or two as it gets closer. It's not till May 26th on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, definitely looking forward to that. Ordering a new Liverpool jersey just for that match. Oh, are you? Yes, and now I'm sure you'll be wearing a Real Madrid jersey oh, yeah. for that match. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I yeah. was kind of thinking about maybe, maybe ordering a new uh, Real Madrid jersey, but I think I might just stick with my own. Well, they have some unreal kits right now. They do, and with the uh, the black with the like neon or electric green stripes. Yeah, those are so gross. I yeah. think treat yourself to one of those, buddy. Oh yeah, Even I might have to. Off. <laughs> get yeah. a ronnie jersey yeah maybe hey maybe yeah i was I thinking about did. it i was thinking about it so, so where do you want to start with the epl man i think we should start with the relegation battle yeah yeah some other some other correct predictions happened in that little uh, battle there at the bottom of the table yeah so i mean we definitely west brom put up an incredible fight and i noticed that their manager got the manager of the month for april they went undefeated in april mm. and they tied liverpool they beat arsenal they oh wait they beat i don't know if they beat arsenal but they definitely beat tottenham mm-hmm. and like what a month for them mm-hmm. and i mean 
I, I don't know if their coach is going to want to stick with them next year to try to bring them back up. But, like, props to West Brom for putting up a huge fight, even though they are still being relegated. Yeah, I agree. Stoke City, they're being relegated. That was no surprise. That team has, like, no heart right now. And it seems like a lot of those guys are just packing their bags already waiting to be sold off. Like Shakiri, you know, that he wants to go to a new club next year. And their yeah. keeper, Jack Butland, is one of the best English keepers going right now. And he has criticized their transfer policy, which is rightfully so. Like, they sell guys and they didn't replace them. So yeah. if they had a better transfer policy, like, Stoke City could have easily survived this year. But they didn't. And when you look at, like, Huddlesfield and Brighton, Mm-hmm. They they stayed up like that is quite a feat for those teams. You know that's a very successful season for Big those time. extremely small clubs, and they get a little bit more money. Cool. They can they can grow a little bit more each year that they stay in the in the Premier League and kind of uh, and try and build a little something, right? Yeah, like turn it into some kind of a, a dynasty for them. Would you know if they could simply stay up, there could be a dynasty of them being up in the Premiership. They don't have to be winning titles. No. But just staying up for your fans, like imagine being from Huddlesfield and getting to see all these teams once a year, like Man City once a year, Man U once a year, Liverpool once a year, all these Champions League level clubs coming to your small town's little authentic park. Yeah. Uh, so the other team that's being relegated is Swansea City, correct? Correct. Yeah. It looks like it's inescapable unless they unless they score an absolute mitt full of goals in the last yeah. game. but. So it's not official, but they would have to score over 10 goals to to They would be tied on points, and they'd have to have the better goal differential, which it's an astronomical amount, as you've said already. Yeah. So that's not happening. Those are our three that are going down. And I don't know if you've checked into who's coming up this year. Oh, I have. I have. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's pretty cool that two of our teams have already been they are promoted. Mm-hmm. Wolves have been promoted for a while now, and they've won the championship title. And then the second team was uh, Cardiff. Cardiff. They just locked that up last week in the final week of the season. Yeah, just trading one just trading one Welsh team for another, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Nice to see a Welsh team in there yeah. at all times. Yeah. And then there's going to be a playoff. I guess they do two legs. Mm-hmm. So there's Fulham. Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. I guess Fulham's playing Aston Villa, and then Middlesbrough is playing, uh, escapes me right now, but they do a home and home, and I think it's kind of Champions League style, and then after that, there's a gigantic match for, the third place match is like the, essentially the same thing as winning a title, yep. because the amount of money that you, you get promoted, and you get a ton of money from all the, the jersey sponsors, Yep. The like who's making your kit sponsor. Yep. On top of that, all the TV money. So it's like a huge, huge thing huge boost. for North American sports fans who are not familiar with this. They they could be like, wow, how are how are they getting so many people watching? There could probably be as many people watching that third place game as there is watching the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's it's very well watched uh, across at least across Europe, and then you know. The, the fans that uh, that are committed in North America, but yeah, uh, yeah, just to just to kind of go back to that quickly, it's uh, Fulham, uh, Derby County, Aston Villa, and Middlesbrough are the four teams. Okay, yeah, yeah. So some some old ones. I think Derby County. It's been quite a few years since they've been in the Premier League. Middlesbrough actually went down last like uh, last season. They were relegated right. last season, so they're hope, probably hoping to go back up. 
and Fulham and Aston Villa have both been in the Premier League in numerous times as well. I can't remember a time that Cardiff City's been in the Premier League, though, so that'll be a new one. You know what? I think they were actually up a couple of years ago. Were they? I thought whenever they got promoted, they said it was mm-hmm. the, fir- it's gonna, the first time they've, or they're back after two years down or something like that. But it's interesting. I really wanted, I would have preferred Cardiff stay down, and I really wanted Aston Villa to come back up because they have John Terry right now, mm-hmm. and I thought that was cool that he signed with them last year, and it would have been cool to see him bring them up. Yep. And he still may. Yep. But also, Fulham have an excellent young English player named Ryan. Sesson Young. Sesson Young, yes. Yeah. And he's, they're looking at like a $50 million valuation of him right now. And like Paris Saint-Germain want him, Tottenham, Liverpool, like all the big guys, United, Man United mm. want him. So anyway, I he has said that he will stick with them if he brings them to the premiership. Mm. But whenever, you know, these big clubs come knocking on your door, offering you double, triple your current wages, and you're yeah. getting to play at like, say, Anfield or... Old Trafford or play with Neymar at Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, yeah. It's going to become a little too irresistible. He'll end up going somewhere. Regardless, whether they get promoted or not, I'm sure he'll probably end up going to greener pastures. But Yeah. yeah it's anyway, tough. he's one for the future. He's 18 right now, and I think he could be, you know, one of England's best players come the next World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some work to do because he's got, they've got some kind of like elder, elder statesmen there on the English team that uh, – that they kind of like going with more so, but uh, yeah, you're right. In the next, you know, five, you know, five ten years, you'll probably see him there in the in the squad. Yeah, well, maybe not in the. He could be on the squad in the next World Cup, but then the following World Cup, so he'll be like 22 at the next World Cup. Yeah, probably make the squad. Yeah, definitely. And then the following, when he's 26, when Canada, USA, and Mexico, in my opinion, will probably end up hosting the World Cup. He could be one of the biggest stars at the World Cup if he continues on to become who they say he may become. Yeah. So maybe, is, maybe, maybe you and I will have to go check it out firsthand. I think that if the World Cup is in North America, you know that you and I will definitely be going to watch some matches together. Oh, yeah, un- unquestionable, unquestionable. I'm yeah, actually it, considering uh, trying to get back into lining and refereeing yeah. with the long-term goal of potential <laughs> maybe – getting on the line for a world cup game and in that North American world cup. Yeah. Like, yeah, it all depends on, you have to live in like a bigger city, obviously to get the bigger games, the bigger experience. Yeah. But I feel like I, we watch so much soccer and we know, like we, you know, pick over all these different calls out as we already have with the handball calls and from the champions league Mm. second legs. And I don't know, some people just never want to be in that position. And some people can take it and some people can't. And some people after a while just decide they don't want to take it anymore. Yeah. But I feel like that would be such an honor. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Do that. And I'm sure there'd be better opportunity if we hosted to have a Canadian. They want more Canadian officials to represent, right? Yeah. So it was a long-term goal. It's not like we just don't want to have good Canadian players. We also want to have good Canadian officials as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. Keep, keep, it, keep up the hard work. Keep well, sometimes it's it's better to have too many goals for a lifetime, you know what I mean, rather yeah. than not enough. So it's just another side pipe dream that you never know. Yeah, you never know. But, you could see so you could see Swanee over there on the on the far line wag, waving the flag, right? Yeah, blowing the game. Rather <laughs> <laughs> than blowing the game as a keeper, blowing the game. <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> you ruined the game. <laughs> uh, one more thing about that: uh, the Premiership, uh, the English, sorry, the English League Championship. 
Um, the team that's going up from the top, Wolverhampton Wanderers, have uh, they've got uh, a lot of investors that have brought a lot of good players in from mainland Europe. Uh, uh, one guy's name is Jota. He's like a he's an attacker from Atletico Madrid, and uh, the other guy was uh, his last name's Neves. I think it's uh, Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves from Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, he came from Porto, I think. But uh, they brought those two in, and there's others as well. But uh, I think that connection with I think there's a one of those super agents. I think it's Georgia Mendes, uh, who's yeah. who's a part of the ownership. I don't know how much the percentage. Oh, really? Yeah, but he 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 represents those players at least Neves, and so I could see them, especially now that they're going up, I could see them signing some maybe lesser known talent. Uh, some. Well, they talk about them getting Yaya Toure actually. Hey, why not? I mean, he still gets to play in the Premier League. He's been playing here. He's got good experience. Yeah, yeah they say that he's, like, very reluctant to play against his club that he's been with since, like, 2008. Yeah. So, pretty much 10 years with City. He's won two titles with them. He's a legend within that club, obviously. Yeah. And it would be very difficult, much like John Terry probably didn't want to play against Chelsea this year. Mm. As in that, That's probably part of why he chose the project of going to Aston Villa. Mm. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. One, a lot of guys that once they get used to that style of premiership soccer, they want to stick with it. Yeah. I'm sure Yaya, they want to play against their friends or with their friends. And in that that English environment, plus their kids could be going to an English school already. Yeah. The wife likes London, wants to stay in London. So, yeah, I think Wolverhampton isn't too far from London, right? I don't think so. So it might even be in London, that club. So that's another thing that they were saying how he might, rather than going from, yeah, go from there, from city to there, but... They do have money, as you said. They've already signed a new sponsorship deal with Adidas for next year. Their kits look pretty sick. They were released. And I'm looking forward to seeing them up there. I think if I was to make a prediction right now, I think that they're going to survive in the Premiership next year. Yeah, well, I mean, if they if they have a lot of help kind of bringing in some good players, uh, I could see them doing it, especially based on this season and seeing Newcastle and Huddersfield. Even keeping, even keeping those guys, too, though. Like, you know, Ruben Neves was linked to Liverpool already and mm-hmm. he's another one of these guys who has said I want to stick with these guys I helped bring them here I'd like to stick of course with them. you're you're part you're part of the you're part of the reason that they're there you, you want to see it through much like the Leicester City guys like when you win that title coming up yeah. it's a, that is a tough title to win no big time and it's not like it's like shit football it is like grindy gritty to get up there and now once you're up there you keep that momentum and you have like a sense of pride and you wanna, you have some momentum with your club, whereas these clubs that are just barely surviving in the Premiership, they don't have the same moment, level of momentum. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once you get up there, you're like, okay, let's make sure that if we don't stay up here, it's a failed season. And yeah. uh, I, I, I can't even wait for next year already. <laughs> just a quick update that uh, Wolverhampton uh, is somewhere between London and Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, still, so, in, still in the south of England, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got a. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. Tori wouldn't be, too, or his wife wouldn't be too far from. Uh, she could still uh, get the good shopping. Yeah, the life of luxury, right? Yeah. Yeah, take the tube. Yeah, I'm interested to see how those teams do. Okay, so uh, there were a lot of for anyone that was doing fantasy this week. There were a lot of matches. It was essentially a double game week for most clubs, and the only real thing that became more clear were we definitely know who the three teams are that are being relegated. Mm -hmm. And we also, we man city, they celebrated their trophy on the weekend. And we know that man, U are locked into number two right now. 
And then it's still a little unclear who's going to be three, four, five. But I'm pretty sure the Tottenham now are locked into number three. Yep. They, no, they're, they've, they're locked they've into least, top four. They're locked into top four. They've at least clinched a Champions League spot. Yep. And then Liverpool, they play Brighton this weekend. And they control their own destiny. So this is the last week of the season. And there's no reason for them to not go all out. Like, they have to play this match to win because then they have two more weeks until they play the Champions League match. So even if guys get a, a ding here or there. I mean, Mo Salah needs one more goal to get the all-time record for scoring in the Premiership. So he has that incentive. Mm-hmm. And the team really needs the points. They've been kind of playing like dog shit lately in the Premiership. And even that last match against Rome. But like when you look at like Liverpool's last four matches, it hasn't been spectacular other than that first match against Roma in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, they tend to be they're, – they're better, it seems, to be in Europe than they are in England. And they tend to play down to the team's level or play up to the team's level, whoever their opponent is. So, I don't know, Brighton have a pretty good pace of game, and I'm really hoping, as a Liverpool fan, that we just make it easier on ourselves and not have to rely on other results. Like, I want third place, because if you finish fourth place, you have to go through a qualifying round of Champions League. Yeah, that didn't really, that didn't really hurt them. That didn't, didn't really hurt Liverpool this year, did it? No, and it's actually, it's, I mean, there's nothing to be afraid of, especially if you're a, a great club. And, I mean, regardless, if Liverpool wins Champions League, then they're guaranteed to birth into... Champions League next year so on top of that uh, yeah I think that they're going to take Brighton out this week and there's no reason for them to hold back Chelsea great little finish to the season after a really weird you know the whole season it was like the question was looming are they going to get rid of Antonio Conte at some point throughout the year at the end of the year or what's happening long term like Azard does he want to be there like who is the future of the club or what is the identity moving forward. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to get a Champions League spot, so it looks like they're probably going to finish fifth. And Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the, last, little too late, right? the last time they finished outside of uh, the top four uh, Champions League spots, they won the league, so... Yeah. I'm, it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed them to focus more on the domestic title. Exactly. Down. And it's not like they have, even if they lost Hazard or Courtois or any of the players that might be leaving, it's not like they might suck all of a sudden. They still have very good, they have a lot of good young talent that they could call back to the club that it's on loan. So I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried for Chelsea. I think they could still, they could still rebound no, as a, as a Chelsea fan, though, we have some buddies who are Chelsea supporters, mm-hmm. and you don't want to miss out on Champions League any year, right? No, it's true. Especially when you're going to recruit players, and there there's going to be so much recruitment, obviously, throughout the whole summer. Like, every club looks to probably buy at least... All those top five clubs are looking to add at least three guys and spend at least $100 million. Yeah. And whenever you have Champions League football to offer versus not, that can be an X factor. So... I know Liverpool learned that the hard way a couple of years ago whenever we lost in the Europa League final and we finished out of the top four and we missed Champions League. It was kind of like, oh, I remember we were trying to re- recruit Mario, Mario Goza at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a blessing in disguise that we didn't get him because he's been sick and hurt since then. So anyway, yeah, Chelsea has a lot of money. They're a big club, one of the richest owners in the world. They'll be fine regardless. 
But it is nice that my Liverpool have a spot in the the top four and they don't, and hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather see Liverpool there anyway. Now, one other thing to touch on, mm. a team that's, well, they're in the top 10, Everton. Seems as if they have their, I wouldn't say their best player, but their most famous player is going to be finished, and this will be his last game in the Premiership ever yeah. coming up this weekend. I, uh, I don't know. This season for me, I, I didn't watch a lot of Everton, I won't lie, but I think that I think that he didn't have nearly as much impact as he was hoping to have. You know? Yes, Wayne Rooney. For those of you who are listening, we uh, <laughs> we didn't call him out, but uh, Wayne Rooney, though he has his one year in Everton. Right? At least he did get to return. Yeah, after true. started his career in Everton, I remember he scored as a 17-year-old against Arsenal. His first goal. He got subbed in the 60-something minute, and that was the year that Arsenal had like their super team. And I think they went undefeated that whole year, or something close to it. And Wayne Rooney, I remember he scored the goal, and the announcer said, remember the name, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And then he went to United, had a remarkable career there, came back, got to play with Everton this year. Everton, I would say that they did not meet their team's expectations this year, especially considering how much they spent in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And now Wayne Rooney, you know, he has totally lost his step. He's not the same player he used to be. And it's the perfect time for him to go to the MLS. Would you agree? I agree. Don't let it, don't let it slip any further. Don't let, uh, don't let his legend status slip much further. Get in there while he's still able to continue on. And, I mean, he's, he's moving from a place where he's not able to – he's still able to get to the level. He's just not able to get to that level consistently enough to show how, how good he was. And right. I, uh, and now when he's moving to the MLS, that level, that threshold, that level is much lower. So he, he, I feel like he'll, he'll do fine. Yeah. He'll probably like tear up, you know, like if Zlatan is tearing up the EPL, I mean like the EPL is getting better or sorry. The MLS. MLS. Yeah. yeah. If Zlatan can do what he's doing in the MLS, I'm sure Wayne Rooney can do the same thing. And it's great to see all these teams having, so Rooney will be going to DC United if the rumor is confirmed true. And it seems like each club seems to have this like marquee legend that you would pay money to go see now. And they can give so much knowledge and wisdom to the young players and help grow the game over here. And as Latan said, it's a different game with a different climate. And like when you're playing in LA in the heat, you're not going to like run your butt off for 90 minutes. You're going to have to have moments in the game where your team's playing a little bit slower pace. And so it's like there's all these different factors. Plus, the players don't play quite as fast. They might not have quite the same level of touch. So, like, all these things factor into, like, the flows of the game. But a guy like Wayne Rooney, you know, his vision is beyond most players in the MLS. His touch, his finish, his everything. Yeah. So I think that he it will be, like, child's play for him to go from playing in the EPL this year to immediately coming over here and, He's just going to destroy the MLS, I think. Well, I hope he does. I hope he. I hope he shows people that he's still got. He's still got what it takes. Yeah, and DC United. I mean, I guess he's still in a big city. I always thought that he'd probably go to New York. That's where I would have expected him. But yeah. maybe each club only has so much money. I think it's going to cost twelve point five million pounds to buy him. Mm. I don't know if it's million US or million pounds, but. There's a transfer fee that Everton will be collecting on this. And then each team in the MLS has a couple spots where they can spend like an exorbitant amount on certain players. Mm-hmm. 
So Wayne Rooney will take one of those spots and maybe other teams were brokering with him and they just didn't have the money or the position. Mm-hmm. You know, like TFC already have Javenko and they have Josie Altador and Michael Bradley. Like they clearly wouldn't have had room or money to bring in Wayne Rooney. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's great for the MLS, another superstar coming over and I can't wait for him to join. And it's great that he got to go back to Everton for one last season and, that's something to celebrate in this final week of the season coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, we've what what's uh, something else that you wanted to cover? Well, Anything I don't know. Transfer wise, I was kind of looking through uh, the Telegraph and ESPN just to see what the what what was kind of being brought up, and the only thing that I noticed was that Atletico Madrid is currently kind of in wake of uh, Antoine Griezmann perhaps leaving this summer. Uh, thinking about bringing in a replacement, and the current the current mood is that they might they might go for Aguero. Aguero, yeah. So Aguero might be leaving the Premier League for the Spanish league. Well, he was in the Spanish league before he came. He to was, too. yeah. He, Do you remember which club he was with? I think he was actually with Atletico. That's who I thought he was with as well. Yeah. but I wasn't sure if it was them or Sevilla. I'm I'm pretty sure it was at Atletico, but. Sevilla beat uh, Real Madrid on the weekend as well. Did yeah, you see that? I did. I did. That's kind of worrisome. You get the two the two teams that are in the European final that are not performing particularly well in their domestic league. But um, I don't think I don't think Ronaldo played. I didn't catch the game to be fair. No, Ronaldo. Did he play? He hurt and oh, that's he, right. Yeah. So I mean. I'm sure he will be good to go. I can't see him not playing. No, he's going to he's going to play. He would take sure. like a a shot from yeah. You know. He get a high he get a high cortisone shot for sure to get back no in. No question. There. Yeah. No question. He he needs to be there cuz he knows I at this point the ball door is still up for grabs mm. and I think like if Mo Salah wins the you know if he scores the goal that gets Liverpool the title maybe you'd give it to him. If Ronaldo has an impact in the match and he's the reason why Real Madrid win, then you give it to him. Like, I honestly think, I know that Messi has the most goals between all competitions this year in Europe mm-hmm. and Mo Salah is not too far behind. And I think Ronaldo's very close as well. And yes, we still have like a couple, each team has a couple matches left to, you know, that could still change. And of course, some goals mean more than others. And that's exactly what's happening here is when you, you know, scoring a goal to win the World Cup is worth 100 more goals than, you know, scoring in the English... hundred. I would take that over scoring, like, 100 goals in the English Premier League, probably, right? Yeah. Or at least 50. Because, like, everyone will remember Mario Goza forever for scoring that goal. Yeah. Now, if Mo Salah or Ronaldo score a goal here to win the title for their respective clubs, I think that just carries so much more weight than any other goal this year, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like a ladder, right? if you score a goal to win the, the Champions League and then it's going to be remembered probably for a couple months until the, until the World Cup, until somebody scores for potentially a game-winning goal for the World Cup and then the World Cup is a bigger, a bigger stage than Champions League. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. In, in, context, of, uh, in context of normal domestic football, uh, scoring a big goal in... Like if Salah scored the big goal for Liverpool that won them the the Champions League, they're probably going to be talking about that longer than they're going to be talking about how many goals he scored in the Premier League. Yeah, and I'm sure whenever it's like a collection of voters that I don't know if it's the press or if it's players or who who all takes part in the voting process, 
but goals like that stand out in people's memories and then when you're kind of just thinking oh well, who do i vote for it's like well think about moments and it's like oh well this moment stands out in my mind and Ronaldo right now certainly has the biggest moment that stands out in my mind for this year, and that's his bicycle kick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Against Juventus in the first leg. And he's been incredible for his team this year, as Mo Salah has, so as Messi has. So really, it is a three-horse it's a three horse race. I think we agreed on that the last time we chatted. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's continuing to be a three-horse race, and, uh, you know, after the Champions League final, we will see exactly who... Who is the horse that wins the race, I suppose? It's true. It's true. Something juicy that I want to talk about here. Yeah, go. uh, We'll see if it happens. But apparently Neymar is not the happiest in Paris. And maybe it's because he realizes that the the league is like the fourth best league in (laughs) Europe. You know, like I would say the French league is below the German league. Would you? Uh, The German, yeah. I mean, in terms of like overall competition, Bayern Munich is well above everybody else. But the rest Actually, of sorry, sorry, go ahead. The rest of the teams that are kind of below, if you look at the standings right now, you're kind of like this is a little bit of a joke. If you look at the point totals, it's almost as much of a joke as the English Premier League totals. But right, if you look at the competition below Bayern Munich, it's still fairly competitive. If you yes. look in, if you look in the French league, it's uh, yeah. I mean, there's still other teams that can that, that have beaten PSG this year. But. Yeah, like Lyon is good, um, Monaco is good. There's a couple other decent clubs, but for the most part, and I also forgot to mention the Italian league. I would say the, what do you say if you were picking the top five, ranking the top five leagues in Europe? I would say Spanish number one. Would you agree? Yep. Okay, number two, tough one. I would probably go English. Yeah, English is better than the Italian league for me. Yes, and I agree. I would probably pit, put the Italian league third before German, even though Bayern Munich is the best team between those two leagues. If you look at the top 10 teams, the majority of those teams would probably come from Italy. Would you agree? Yep. Okay, so Italian third. Then I would go German fourth and French fifth. Agree? Yep. Yes. So, I mean, Neymar is in the fifth best league in Europe right now, and He's he's got to pump his ego a little bit by being the most expensive player of all time, making what is it at least five hundred thousand a week, if not more. Yeah. I thought he was rumored to be like a million dollars a week, but nah, I don't know. A million dollars a week, man. I, I know that. I think Messi is at least five hundred thousand a week right now. So Neymar, we'll say he's at least five hundred thousand a week. But I hear, I, I always, I'm watching so much soccer gossip that he's holding secret talks right now with Real Madrid. Hmm. And I think that Barcelona, their board, are probably disgusted with him because he forced the transfer last year. Yeah. And they probably want no part of bringing him back to their culture. And he's such a... He's like a total alpha male, but he doesn't have the respect for the people around him. No. Whereas, like, look at Iniesta. Like, I was thinking, how did Iniesta put up with him for so long? It's because Iniesta is class. Like, he can make, he can neutralize those alphas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I would say Neymar to go to Real Madrid would be, Real Madrid would absolutely love that because they're like, hey, we've got your boy. Like, he's with us now. This is a top three player in the world in his prime, and we got him, and he's going to be, like, destroying you for the next 10 years. Plus, it's a good move for Real Madrid because Ronaldo's getting older. Like, Maybe how much longer is Ronaldo going to play with Real Madrid? Maybe Ronaldo wants to go to Paris and have his ego 
pad it a little and make some extra money. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure Paris would, you know, how many jerseys would they sell of Ronaldo if he went to Paris this summer? They'd probably cover their transfer on jersey sales alone. I don't think that that would happen. Like if you're if you're thinking like a player for player swap or something like no, that. No, not not player for player swap, but I do think like. You know how David Beckham did a bit of a tour? Like, he went to all the bigger cities. Like, he played in Milan. He played in Paris. Um, he played in Madrid. He played in L.A. I think Ronaldo is kind of that guy who is going to start to go to other places to kind of diversify his brand, to continue to, like, build up him himself off the pitch, to put himself in a good marketable position for the rest of his life as, like, the guy that's always going to be in ads for everything. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's what Beckham did, and I think that maybe if they win Champions League this year, he'll want to come back for a fourth year for sure to try to win four in a row. How could you resist? Yeah, but if they lose, maybe he's just kind of like, and if they want Neymar, I don't know. I hear that Ronaldo is also trying to like orchestrate who's coming into the club and who's going out of the club. Yeah. So if he's doing that behind the scenes, then it seems as if he will certainly be. He's planning on being there for at least a few more years, and he's trying to. He's kind of like LeBron in Cleveland, how he's kind of making sure the right guys are around him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that you're talking about somebody in this sport whose ego is probably the biggest out of any sport I can think of. Yes. Absolutely. I don't know know if that factors into a lot of people's thinking, but... You like I, I see you see a lot of reports like oh Ronaldo to Manchester United or Ronaldo to anywhere other than Real Madrid, and you think to yourself like he's got so much to prove like if he if he moved now that would be him admitting that he isn't at the top anymore. Yeah, yeah. I guess he wants to like he'd be moving on to like his next project essentially, and he's not. Yeah, it seems as if his he'd be finishing his legacy at Real Madrid and starting a new legacy. And I'm sure he wants to continue to pad his stats with Real Madrid. And I don't know. I'd like to see him continue to play with Real Madrid. But in the future, I definitely can see him moving to a bigger market team for a big payday to kind of just continue to build his brand in different big cities. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. He's still, and I think just as like my final word on this, I think that uh, the, final against Liverpool, how that ends both for Ronaldo on a, on a, uh, on a scale of his personal ability and also the game itself, depending, like depending on who wins the game. I mean, I'm still, I'm still a Real Madrid supporter, but I think that uh, depending on how that goes, will dictate what happens with Ronaldo. Yes. Well, it, and who knows? Like, I mean, injuries can always happen as well. And, you know, like Ronaldo, two years ago when Portugal won Euro, he wasn't even on the field whenever the final whistle blew. So, I mean, injuries can happen to anybody at any given time, and we always hope that these le- everyone stays healthy, especially the legends. But, uh, yeah, who wins these titles can make a big difference. Where they stay, whether they stay, whether they go, and time will tell. Also, time will tell with Neymar. Maybe those two egos wouldn't be able to coexist in that dressing room i don't know how that would work but that's something to uh the other rumor i was reading today that makes sense is cavani going to atletico madrid Mm -hmm. i hear i see that griezmann was most likely going to be going to barcelona this summer but he had a 100 million dollar bio clause which is like an absolute bargain right now yeah like i think a lot of clubs would easily pay 150 for him and 
I feel like he's going to be moving on from Atletico this summer, and if he does, Barcelona would be like incredible spot for him. I don't know the, how they would like line up with him exactly, but I'm sure, of course, they would make room for him. Oh yeah, no question, no question. But uh, I think they're gonna, ha- yeah, they'll have to make room at Barcelona to to maintain the financial fair play. Um, uh, yeah, well, you'll probably you'll probably see a lot of their players, or not a lot, but you'll probably see you know four or five probably move on. Yeah, apparently they're going to be clearing out house to make funds available to bring uh, Griezmann in. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think um, there's so much to look forward to. That's one of the things I love about soccer is there isn't a whole lot of downtime. Mm. And even when there is downtime, there's moves that are being made off the field. So we go from this is the last week of, you know, the English Premier League. And then we have the the championship battle for third place is ongoing so that's something to watch and two weeks from the saturday we have champions league and then once champions league is finished i think june 14th is when the world cup starts and that goes until the middle of july and then the a month from then the premiership starts up again yeah it's going to be a busy summer it's going to be a busy it is going to be a busy summer we basically only get one month off from Mm -hmm. soccer and over that whole month it's all going to be transfers and the transfer window this year is going to be closed when week one begins yep so that's another great thing is that all these teams will probably try to get their business done as soon as possible and so they can have these teams ready for their north or that's another thing they do an american tour in the summertime Mm -hmm. So that's a good way to get your like squad players in and well for those teams building their brand like into new countries, but there's really no downtime and it's just going to keep going and going. And it's every world cup year is obviously every soccer fans biggest, most favorite year. And uh, we're here this year. (laughs) We are. So, so I guess really, I think we've covered everything for this week. Mm -hmm. Premier League, um, we'll come back to that next week and see uh, if anything crazy happened, if Liverpool happened to drop down to fifth place and Chelsea managed to get in. But besides that, uh, great chatting with you, buddy. Yeah, of course, as, as, uh, as always. Yeah, and we'll keep paying attention to the transfer rumors and to that battle in the championship for third place. Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you, uh, I'll talk to you before Champions League. Great. Until then, ciao, ciao. Later, man. Peace.